When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hi, Anna. Hi, Andrew. And hey, everybody else. And welcome to our podcast, Scary Scary Stories Stories to to Tell tell on the Pod. pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, scared friends being scared together while giggling and um, eating a lot of snacks while watching a scary movie. Wow. That's kind of, that's like the the, the vibe we're going for. I tried to think of a different word besides vibe because I think it's overused. I know. By me. I think it's like, it's to, the vibe just encompasses everything. And, and I get that like it is, it is now kind of become anything. It just means anything. But at it the means same time. It's a, it's a verb. It's an adjective. It's an adverb. It's everything. <laughs> um, the vibes vibed vibefully. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, we're, we're two sort of stupid little people who like, scary things and um andrew's thing is that everything in his house looks like a man breaking into the apartment at night that's true including large man-sized plants (laughs) and my thing is i can't stop watching the ring on youtube um because it is currently free on youtube wow and um is that it i think that's it? it i think that covers us pretty succinctly sick okay cool well andrew today's a wednesday it is which is urban legisode day it sure is and um, and Anna, I d- have decided to return to my roots here, and we are going to be doing another Icons of Hoor episode. <gasps> we have been greatly blessed. <laughs> this is great. Well, I'm excited about this one because it, it popped into mind. I know we're fall. We're, I know. Oh my gosh, I I skipped ahead to the word I was going to say. My brain was this like, no, good. no, no. The word must happen now. Let them see the process. It's okay. <laughs> um. I, I know it is well before fall, but as we have covered extensively, spooky is not seasonal. Um, but That's I true. was talking to uh, a Chris and my friend Vince, and he and his husband Eric are planting a pumpkin patch in their backyard right now, which is huge. <gasps> God, you know someone planting a pumpkin patch? I know. It, you know Andrew, what? congratulations. You find, you find who you're supposed to find in this world. <laughs> That's true. Um, and, uh, and it got me thinking about scarecrows. And um, Anna, today we're going to be talking about that icon of horror, the Scarecrow. Oh my God, Andrew. You're doing Scarecrows in May? Scarecrows in May. You're a wild man. (laughs) Um, And boy, this was kind of a challenge because as we've talked about extensively also from um, the Scary Stories Tell in the Dark story, Harold. My assumption was that there was an old, long-standing tradition of scarecrows being scary to humans. Anna, there is. It, there is, but but is, also is like in terms of. Sorry, co- I thought you. I misheard your <laughs> sentence. My brain is um, a bowl of scrambled eggs that you put on the ground for a dog. That's oh, my brain. What I'm working with. My brain is a microwaved egg, which you should never do because it's very dangerous and you can get serious burns. Okay. 
This is good. Um, but my assumption was that there was like that there would be all these very clear folklore things that were like, okay, scarecrows are scary. Relatively recently, like the 1940s, is when like copyrightable scary scarecrows became a thing. I think. Okay. Please, gentle listeners, let me know if I'm if I'm incorrect in this. Um, so here's the deal. I'm drawing from a couple resources here. Uh, the first history because it's here dot weebly dot com. Okay, good. <laughs> An article about scarecrows by Kathy Warns. Um, <laughs> this other one is uh, learnreligions.com. Uh, an article by Patty Wigington about scarecrows, <laughs> paganism, and Wicca. <laughs> Halloween mask.com by Christiana Cannon. Uh, her article, Why Do Scarecrows Scare People? And modernfarmer.com. <laughs> It was always leading here. It was we knew everything we've ever done was leading to this moment. If you if if you knew Anna and I were always destined to meet a Wigington. We we knew it. This is great. Um so first and foremost, uh scarecrows fall under something called the uncanny valley, which is uh humanoid figures which are just mm-hmm. unsettling to uh us human beings to see. Because they are in the shape of a human, they have human-like faces, but they aren't human, and that makes us uncomfortable. Right. Yeah, we want it. We want to know what things are generally, and when something is almost a thing, that's a problem. Also, and this one, I mean, it should sound obvious, human beings are very uncomfortable with inanimate human-like human-sized things because they uh, evolutionarily remind us of dead bodies. Interesting. Is that why it's so disturbing to see a Muppet that isn't being animated? Yes. I mean, this thing, being puppeted around? anything we see that is normally uh, living, moving, breathing, when we see it dead um, and it is not in the form of food for us to eat, it is disturbing for human beings to see. That makes a lot of sense. Um, in fact, m- several times, I mean, just from a cursory look online 12 minutes ago, um, uh, several times people have reported scarecrows as being dead bodies. They see a scarecrow and they think, oh, my God, there's a dead body. Oh, my God. That's so sweet. <laughs> I know. Isn't, isn't that nice? That's a really, that's an innocent moment for everyone involved. <laughs> I just picture everyone giggling in a field together. <laughs> well, there was a Snopes article that I found. Um, there was this thing going around on Facebook a couple years ago by probably all of our aunts. Um that was that there was a uh, a man moved into a farm in Texas and and there was just a scarecrow out in the middle of the field. He lived there for several months and then he walked up to the scarecrow, smelled something rotting, uncovered it, and it was a dead body. This is not true. Um, God. But people sure are ready, especially around Halloween, to see things and assume that's a dead body. And I'm proud of us for doing that. Good for us, you know. We got there. Um, but if we go back further into the history of uh, scarecrows. Its genealogy is rooted in a rural lifestyle. The Egyptians first used scarecrows in recorded history to uh, protect wheat fields along the Nile River. Along, ooh, This is going to be hard just because we're recording in the morning and my tongue hasn't woken up yet. <laughs> this is good. Uh, Let them see the process, I said. Exactly. Uh, to protect their wheat fields from flocks of quail. Which I don't think of quails being pests, but hey. Wow. Um, Greek farmers in 2500 BC carved wooden scarecrows to look like Priapus, the son of the god Dionysus and the goddess Aphrodite. 
who supposedly was ugly enough to scare birds away from the vineyards and ensure good harvests. Side note, Priapus is also known for having a massive erection, um, and that Uh was often depicted in the Scarecrow as well. Oh, ew. (laughs) Ew. That would scare me away, and I'm not even a crow. (laughs) People know this about me. People classically know this about Anna. The Romans copied the Greek scarecrow custom, and when Roman armies marched through Europe, they introduced Priapus scarecrows to the people there. Almost simultaneous with the Greeks and Romans, Japanese farmers made scarecrows to protect their rice fields. They made scarecrows called kakashis, shaped like people. They dressed the kakashis in a raincoat and a round straw hat, and often added bows and arrows to make them look more threatening. Oh my god. Anna. I'm just googling Kakashi, and it, there's a horror movie. This is called uh, Kakashi. Uh, when, when did it come? Two thousand one. Two thousand one is based on a manga. Um, it follows someone who's searching for her missing brother, which leads her to an isolated village that seems to harbor dark secrets. <gasps> and that sounds like our sort of our sort of thing. Anytime the word harbor is used as a verb, Anna and I perk up. Um. Yes. Yes, definitely. Uh, Kojiki, the oldest surviving Japanese book compiled in the year 712, features a scarecrow known as Kuebiko, who appears as a deity who can't walk, yet knows everything about the world. Oh, it's kind of me. I know. I I can walk, but I don't. My steps on my pedometer are criminally low. Um, <laughs> then Anna, we go into new world scarecrows. <laughs> this is insane. Yeah. In the United States. Oh, wait, here's something that, uh, I just got to say, apparently in the middle ages in Europe, instead of using scarecrows, there were just children hired to throw rocks at birds. <laughs> I, I have to say, I don't think we should be having children do jobs. I think they belong in school, but that to me. On a gut level, sounds like a better system than a a scarecrow. Yes. Kids love rocks. Kids love throwing. Kids love the idea of inflicting harm without actually inflicting harm. Right. Well, kids come out of their mothers knowing that it's good to throw rocks at birds. Like any child left to their own devices will throw a rock at a bird. You have to teach them that it's wrong. They don't know that. They come out thinking that it's their job. Mm. I'm just saying, I don't. Maybe if we didn't pay them, it would be better if it was like a fun thing. Oh, that's true. We're playing a like game. an internship. Yeah. That is yeah. Good. Either a game or an internship. It's it's unclear. In a, but in a twist here, though, Anna, in Germany, scarecrows were made of wood and shaped to look like witches. This that sounds like a German version of that. Yes. Um, and and I think as they transition to coming to the United. Oh, so these scarecrow witches were supposed to hasten the coming of spring, which, of course. Um, you gotta. Uh, so then when those German immigrants came to America, they created human looking scarecrows, um, not made of wood, but made of the readily available straw, which uh, appeared in most uh, farm sites. Um, and they called them Bootsamon, which is the German word for boogeyman, which we covered in our boogeyman icons of horror episode. We did. Check it out. Check it out. Um, let's see. Oh, Pilgrims took turns guarding their fields against birds and animals, but as Americans expanded west, they invented a new kind of non-human scarecrows like wooden and straw figures. <laughs> I just, it's very funny to me to imagine pilgrims who were like so self-serious being like, time to get to my job scaring birds. 
Honey, I need a second before you and the kids tackle me at the door. Today was hell. You don't know what I do. And you think it's not hard because you have it hard here. And I get that. A bird flapped. And that was my whole day. And when they fly away, sometimes they come right back. This is the thing. It, the workflow is a problem. No one is addressing this. <laughs> Um, Native American (laughs) tribes across North America use scarecrows or bird scarers, mostly adult men. Um, in (laughs) again, bird scarers, honestly, to me, it's like when, um, it's like when my brothers would be like, well, it's time to, you know, like pave the driveway or whatever. And it's like, I recognize that it was a task that was hard, but I also think they just liked doing it, you know? Like, I think if you become a bird scarer, you made that choice. No one decided that for you. Well, we don't know how they got there, Andrew. You can't say that. That's true. Sometimes you're. We born don't know into that it. there, there isn't like sort of a a um, a dystopian novel version of like a you know assigning jobs to people. Mm. You're the bird scare. Um, I also have to say that again, like hearing that all these adult men have this job, like kids are so good at scaring birds. Yes. If there is a crowd of birds on the ground, a child will run at it, no fail. <laughs> You have to teach them not to do that. They will do that naturally as soon as they can walk. This is blowing my mind, Annie. You're right. Instinctively, kids are like, I got to scare those birds. Let kids scare birds.com <laughs> slash Halloween. Whoever buys the site gets to own the site. We're not, That's the rule. And we're not saying that, that kids <laughs> should hurt birds. They should scare no. them. Yeah. A child has never succeeded in doing any task that they set out to do. It's never worked except for scaring birds. They are, that is their only natural skill. When I was a child, I tried to make my mom breakfast in bed and I dropped six glass bottles of root beer on the kitchen floor. Okay. (laughs) Just poured boiling oil on her feet (laughs) and then threw up on her. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You should have been in a field, Andrew. (laughs) Exactly. Scare them. Run away. Um, so during the Great Depression, scarecrows could be found all across America. But in the agribusiness era after World War II, farmers sprayed or dusted their crops with chemicals like DDT until scientists discovered their harmful side effects. Um, yeah. Yeah. Silent spring. Silent. Kill all the birds. Yeah. Scarecrows over DDT every time, everybody. This is a famous stance that we have long taken as a podcast. I know. I didn't know that they were in competition with each other. I thought DDT was for bugs, but I guess it's also the bird. Oh, the birds come to get the bugs. Yes. It all makes sense. And then the birds die. And that's why you have a silent spring. There we go. Imagine if bugs were scared of scarecrows. I mean, that would be a gag. (laughs) What would be, what would be a scare bug? Just a huge foot coming at you. Yeah. Like a, yeah. A magazine or I don't know. A A huge foot. A fake citronella candle. I don't know. God, no, they love everything that's supposed to repel them. That's true. You can't repel a bug. You can only attract them towards the thing that kills them. I'm going to say thing that's, I'm going to say something that's maybe a lie, but I have a podcast. Okay. So I'm going to say it. Um, Go for it. Uh, I, I think bugs don't eat margarine. <laughs> I think that's a thing. It's like a Duolingo sentence. <laughs> like, why would you ever say that? <laughs> I think... I think I read somewhere. Again, this is maybe completely from a dream or a lie. Uh, please look it up, but time must be filled. And so I will say. Those are both primary resources. I think I think I read that margarine came from, 
it was like created to <laughs> fatten up geese, but the geese were like, I'm not eating this. And also <laughs> bugs wouldn't eat it. And people were like, this seems like it's for people to eat, actually. We should give that to moms. <laughs> I Googled bugs don't eat margarine and I found yorkregion.com slash news story. Did you know even flies won't touch margarine? Wow. Is this the truth or a myth? Um, This looks like it's a part of the magazine. Oh, this is submitted by a reader, Uh-oh. Art Jones. Okay, never mind. This is a lie. These are a lie. Well, it feels true. Yeah, that's the thing. It, it, please don't come to us for news. Um, and, and, uh, you know, I have a whole segment on the show called I was wrong. Okay. So, you know, but let's just we'll go there. Yeah. But I'm also seeing bear touch, which is on Facebook. It says mice and ants won't eat ar- margarine, but will eat butter. Margarine is one molecule away from plastic. <gasps> oh, and bear touch is a hand cream. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my God. Only 49 people like the page. So Grain of salt. I can't believe it's not plastic is a much better name for that. <laughs> True. Um, so modern day scarecrows are often automated. Um, like they move like oh. whirly gigs and they revolve like windmills and often are, are motion censored. And they don't look like people? Well, I think they often look like people. I will say, Anna, I'm here to share the good news with you about um, <laughs> Super Monster Wolf. Um, which is, that is a translation from a Japanese creation, which is a monstrous automated wolf with like a Halloween werewolf mask on it. And it scares the hell out of birds. (laughs) It moves it. It's kind of like a motion censored Halloween decoration. I mean, that's what it kind of looks like. Um, but it makes a loud roaring noise and its head turns in the direction of birds and they flip out. They are terrified of them. Oh my god! I did not know that. This is great. Not- I mean, I'd I'd be scared. I'm not even a bird. I know. I also love. I love just going straight to Super Monster Wolf. Like, let's just get out what it is. You know, definitely. Yeah, just tell me what it is. <laughs> tell me what it is, and uh, and then um, it. I will say in LearnReligions.com, we take a hard transition into um, the modern magical implementations of scarecrows in the world. Again, okay. if uh, if we have a gentle listener who is a Wicca or a practicing pagan, um, please let us know if this is wildly inaccurate. I read it online, so it must be shared with you. Um, you can incorporate scarecrows into your own magical workings. And the best part is that your neighbors won't even know what you're up to. <laughs> oh, Obviously, you can place a scarecrow in your garden to protect your crops from birds and other pesky critters. In addition, though, you may want to display one on your front porch or at the edge of property to keep intruders away. For a little magical boost, place a protective stone, such as hematite, inside its body. You can also stuff it with protective herbs like violet, thistle, honeysuckle, or fennel. Wow. I, that sounds delicious. I will say, <laughs> yeah, what a delicious, <laughs> let's roast up that scarecrow. If you put that scarecrow in a food processor and maybe stir it up with some sour cream, I think that'd be a great dip. I think so, too. I definitely I or you could put a wick in it and sort of light it. Oh, that would smell great. Yeah. Um, And then when it comes to fiction, obviously there's Harold, which I'm curious about how early that story came out. You know what I mean? Right. It feels so old. Harold, how old are you? Please tell us. Rude to ask? <laughs> Need to know. 
And um, and then the next big one is in 1941, DC Comics releases the Batman villain, the Scarecrow. And he's kind of the first like outright villainous, scary Scarecrow. And he's just a man who dresses like a Scarecrow. That's his deal. He's like, I'm a Scarecrow. He's like, I'm a Scarecrow. Like he's like, I'm a fearful doctor. So I'm going to become a Scarecrow and I'm going to use fear gas to make people scared. Oh, that's a good villain. I, 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 I guess... I go back and forth with Scarecrow because he is played by Killian Murphy, who's my sort of my number one (gasps) crush. He's just he's all eyeballs and cheekbones, um, (laughs) which works for me. But uh, but the the whole design of Scarecrow, he's just like it looks like a takeout bag on his head, like a, a like if the grease has spilled out of your food. Yes. It's just, it looks like a mess. I, that character was not designed for women. And like, if you have Killian Murphy and you put a greasy bag on his head, I take an issue with that. I I think the first time I saw Batman Begins and he's like, would you like to see my mask? I was like, imagine being a psychiatrist every day, waking up and putting a big greasy sack in your suitcase. You can't. That I have questions about like villains and like how they bring their stuff different places. Like, yes. are you, did you bring your cat to work like that you're stroking? Exactly. Also, he's still just wearing a suit. So it's like, this is funny. The fact that he's like, no one will recognize the suit, you know? Yeah. Um, um, and then in the 1980s, there's a movie come out. There's a scary movie that comes out called Scarecrows. Um, Goosebumps has the Scarecrow Walks at Midnight. Um, I think there's some short stories oh. in this time period. There's some mangas that have some scarecrows, as you, as you mentioned. Um, and then kind of later on, you get some scarecrows appearing in Cabin in the Woods. Um, oh, the Jeepers Creepers movies. But I will say, I don't think there has been a definitive scary scarecrow movie yet made. Wow. Is it us? I think it's us. I mean, this is this also came to mind because the 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 famous Warren Brothers and I, when we were kids, a hurricane came. We were we were in school for two weeks. That was leading up to Halloween, um, and so we just made a bunch of Halloween decorations, like very elaborate Halloween decorations, with Mrs. Warren's help, who was an artist, and we made this terrifying scarecrow Anna that I've sh- we've shared before on the social media account, um, and we just made it too strong. We like gave it a skeleton made of branches that had fallen during the hurricane. It, it was, it made us all uneasy. It's a lot. Yeah. I mean, like it just, uh, the, like the fact that it was preserved that way for so long is a problem that yeah. one of the Warren boys later found it. I know. <laughs> it upsets I know. me. It's and its head still looks great. I will say. Um, um I, I, I just, I also, I found something on Scarecrows if whenever you're, oh, please, you've yeah. reached the end of your lesson. We've I don't want to. Okay, great. Um, so I, I Googled modern Scarecrow to kind of get a look of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there is Bird Be Gone, which is sort of like a wide, it's just a long, how long is it? It's six feet in diameter. Oh. And it's just a long stick with like two circles on the end that kind of look like eyes, but it just spins. Weird. And I, it just keeps them from landing. Okay. Which seeing this made me really disappointed. <laughs> it's like, this is not a scarecrow. It doesn't look like a person. Um, yeah. It's, so it's got two reflective quote unquote predator eyes on the end of each arm to confuse and scare birds from coming near the protected area. Again, I don't think this is more effective than a kid sort of in a public square. Yes. But um, 
like I get that it's more effective, but it feels like the death of fun. I agree. And then I, I also found something that's the opposite of the death of fun, which is a product called Bird X Prowler Owl <laughs> decoy with realistic moving wings. Oh, thank God. Um, ow- this podcast always comes back to owls somehow. We love owls. Get rid of annoying birds and small animals without causing them harm. Are birds taking over your property? Are small animals eating your plants? Keep these pests away with the Bird X Prowl Owl. Prowler Owl. <laughs> Bird X designed their Prowler Owl to resemble the Great Horned Owl. Great Horned Owls are aerial predators feared by many species of bird and most small animals. Animals typically acclimate to changes in their environments. The Bird X Prowler Owl features wings that move in the wind, preventing such acclimation. Wow. Single model covers up to 6,000 square feet. <gasps> The prowler owl is very user-friendly. Simply place the owl in any area with access to light and wind and let its natural appearance and the wind do the rest. This product is very efficient, very easy to use, making it one of the most effective ways to control nuisance birds and small animals. Now, the prowler owl has three stars. Good. Um, the reviews rain, raise, uh, go range from the five-star review that says, not one bird, quote-unquote, paint drop on my car since installing. Oh. Mounted on a pole and the birds stay away. Neighbor observed birds diverted in flight away from Owley. He is getting one too. I do need to start moving it around though to prevent them from getting used to in one place. Um, this works so fabulous for keeping the birds out of my garden. Love, love, love. Half inch piece of rebar use works great for pole. Good. Oh, you need to bring the pole. Oh, you need a pole. Bring your own pole. And then you got a three star review that says fun to have in the yard. <laughs> I bought it to scare birds roosting in a maple tree. These birds make a mess on my sidewalk every night. An old saying goes, it's a good thing cows can't fly. This person's like putting jokes in their prowler owl review. It's like, calm down. This is overachiever. Overachiever. The owl was fun to assemble, looks nice and attracts attention, but does not scare other birds. It's too bad. It wasn't meant for fun and looking nice. Mm. And then you've got the one star review, review, prowl owl howl. Great idea, but the quality of this product is terrible. Photos and the instructions are not even legible. When it comes to un- when carefully unfolding the wings, a rivet popped and now one wing hangs funny. Hard to try to fix it with duct tape. The hook for the body and the groove for the body edge are not aligned well. We'll never stay together with more duct tape. Gardner's Edge responds, We're sorry to hear that you are not satisfied with the quality of this product. Our customer service department will reach out and issue a replacement or refund for your purchase. The person wants a refund. Don't offer a replacement. Mm. Come on. Yeah. One star ineffective. After two days, the birds ignored our owl. Um, not sure about the chipmunks yet or other birds, but the blackbirds are unimpressed. <laughs> One star, what a ripoff. Don't whether this owl will work or not. Picture on website and carton shows the owl on a pole, no pole included. So I have to search for and buy a pole that will fit the owl and be able to be pounded into the ground. Fellas, Sorry. you know when you buy an owl and you don't know and what you, pole will fit. Where's the pole? <laughs> All right, okay, and I'm sending you a 16 second video of the prowler owl in action. Thank God. Okay. Let's see. Okay. I'm intrigued. <laughs> Can you describe the picture? Okay. Very nice music is happening. Okay. <laughs> this does virtually nothing. Okay. Well, when the wind happens, it. Lo- no, this is nothing. Everybody. <laughs> It doesn't, so it has like a skeleton on it, so you think it will flap, but it just, it relies on the wind to move its wings, and then its its tail and body is a bag that just fills up and moves around. I guess it's like, I like this idea, I can, I can picture this being a good decoration, <laughs> but it also feels like maybe your kid could make this, you know? <sighs> yeah, I and I, it does have the predator eyes, which you can get on that 
bar that spins around. Um, and I maybe you just I don't know. I will say that that in in my research in terms of how effective scarecrows are, there are certain birds that are smart enough to figure out that this figure will never move. But by and large, like you're always going to get some smart birds. But there, but the majority <laughs> of birds are going to be like, I don't like this thing, and stay away. From yeah, but Andrew, you know what a bird would never be too smart to be scared by a kid with a rock a kid with a rock because that is real some things in this world are just real and one of those things is a kid bundled up in washington d-squeak d-squeak <laughs> washington <No>. d-squeak <laughs> d-squeak which is what you call it when you are a bird that's what the birds call it i speak their language and if he's running around the national mall Wow. Running to the birds. This is what this you need to get kids. I'm sorry. I don't think that I think they belong in school. I just think that no one does the job better. Anna, I mean, I'm really glad that you're putting such support behind kids having fun <laughs> by throwing rocks at, in the direction of birds. Do not hurt them. But I, scared. Look, please know that I am pivoting away from the rock throwing part of it because I love animals and I don't ever want to think about them getting hurt. Right. I think that all the you just need a kid to run at the kid yes. at the bird. <laughs> <laughs> you, what's well, happening no, the birds are scared of kids running at kids because they don't like conflict <laughs> right yes um, they don't like it i did 20 episodes of a live television show during a plague and <laughs> that has had lasting impact on my talking <laughs> i think i had to go back to the dermatologist today this is my spooky thing that happened this week um oh yeah get into it what is i it? got some voluntary biopsies taken off which i was just like oh. there's some bumps and things that i just want to get rid of um listen Wow. Uh, God saw the farmers and said, these people must be stopped. And he gave us terrible skin <laughs> and, uh, and bad, like tight hamstrings. But um, <laughs> as, as the bumps were being taken off, um, just like the last thing my dermatologist said to me, very nice person, like totally lovely. Um, she was like, well, have a great week. It's so good to see you again. And listen, you know, when you have a family history of melanoma, any, any mole can become cancer. And then was like, goodbye. And then closed the door. And I was like, well. Oh, my God. That line, that's like her her catchphrase. That's how she makes money. I know. That's her real That's her real derma, dermatologist of Glendale like line, right? Oh, my God. That's her. Um, the Prowler Owl has their version of it, which is um, our birds taking over your property. I want to see another, I want to see like a real housewife style thing with dermatologists and like another catchphrase is like every <laughs> freckles an opportunity. And then, Oh my it. God. Yeah. I'll do one that a dermatologist told me, which is I can't tell what bit you based on the bite. You'll have to bring in a specimen of the insect. <laughs> <laughs> Just picture her holding a. I actually did bring in a, a spider to her office in a bag and she basically ran out of the office. Um, and, uh, if you, I called her bluff. If I were to, if I were to make a caricature of you at a theme park, it would be you holding a spider in a Ziploc bag. <laughs> that is fair. I, I've earned that. Thank you. That actually feels good. At first I was upset. And now I like it. No, I think um, it's good. Um, so the, but, Oh, sorry. Anna. Oh no, no, no. You, that was our, uh, those were our spooky dermatological things that happened to us in our lifetimes. Yeah, um, that wasn't that was in 2012, which in some ways this week has been or this week has been one year. A return. Yeah. Um okay. Anna, thank you for letting me share these these uh, informations about scarecrows. Andrew, thank you for spreading truth to people about <laughs> scarecrows. And remember, if you buy a prowler owl, you have to get your own pole. Yes. 
make sure that's something you're open to before you buy it. Yeah, let us know if you have Prowler Owl and you're enjoying it because we want to we want to give both sides here. You know, it's a real mixed bag. <laughs> and um, yeah, give us a, a review if you want. Yeah, buy some merch. Buy some um, merch. You can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Scary Story underscore Pod. Another thing you can do is get, get out. out forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Scary Stories to Tell on the Pod is executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Produced by Tracy Soren. Original theme music by Chris Ryan. Cover art by Bats Langley. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcasts on YouTube at youtube.com slash team, And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Team to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news.